Hey folks, this is Jeff uh, on the Conservative Voice covering the MCU. This is the MCU's Bleeding Edge um, podcast, both YouTube channel. Um, I've got Perry Ramsey, special guest host again here, uh, you know, tangoing with me, my good friend. Um, Perry is the host of the Off Topic podcast, which you can find on any of the uh, podcast distribution platforms, I believe. And um, mm-hmm. Perry does a very unique um, type of content with his podcast where he actually um, does like a discussion slash interview with an individual person, you know, of different background and different, you know, and whatnot in every episode. Um, and how have you been doing with your podcast, Perry? Good. Um, I've kind of slowed it down a little bit. Things got busy. I know, you know, we've talked about it before. I got a new job and yep. uh, doing some college classes and stuff. So I've slowed down a little bit, but um, as uh, my college course has come to an end, I'm going to start it up more. But while I was in the in the peak of it, it was it was doing really well and I was having a good time doing it. Did one division throw you off like it did me? Uh, <laughs> sort of a little bit. Nothing, nothing crazy because uh, uh, Cause I wasn't, I wasn't doing too much coverage of that unless it was like with you. Yeah. Um, but as you know, it takes, it takes a lot of time and uh, it does. a lot of, a lot of man hours to um, not only like do the interview, but then to create graphics and do posts and mm-hmm. uh, schedule other people, all the logistical stuff that uh, it, it doesn't show unless Less you know, you know. <laughs> no, no, definitely doing what you're doing that type of show. Um, I can see why there would be a lot of um, you know, like uh pre planning and yeah. structure you would have to do in terms of like feeling good about getting in, you know, starting the whole, you know, um discussion with your guests and whatnot. Right. I'm sure you probably like to have a good idea and plan for like where you want things to go. Yeah, and uh one good thing that I've I've kind of given myself and and a little bit of laziness and a little bit of open-ended stuff is uh, I make it like, I call it off topic because I like to open it up. And uh, like you said, it's, it's more of a discussion. So it doesn't um, I have points that I like to bring up in case things slow down a little bit and I have questions, but um, yeah. And then being able to prepare and look at their content, uh, read what they've written or seeing like, listen to what they've said, um, whatever they're doing. Um, I have to be familiar with that as well so that we can have conversations about it. So it, it, it does have like the, it does have a lot of work that goes into it. Yeah. No, I believe it. Yeah. I was just trying to explain to this, to somebody on Instagram, like a fellow Rizzler okay. um, about my creative process the other day. And I, I just, I told him straight up, I was like, look, do you honestly think that Joe Rogan just like cold, like from the jump just meets his guests the first time that they walk onto his podcast and like, he has no dialogue with them whatsoever. Before they start, right. like you can guys probably start things because that's not how he does it, right? Like, you know, I'm trying to explain my process to somebody, like, yeah. you know, like, hey, you know, I- I'm not just gonna like do a show with you and just start recording like from jump right. like, without any like idea who you are or like anything. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, I-, I don't know. That just seems off putting to me. I don't. I don't think I feel comfortable with that. Yeah, I try to have some conversation with them, uh, even via email. Um, yeah. Sometimes I get to like physically talk to them, but a lot of times it's uh, like just getting a sense of them by um, talking to them like 10 minutes beforehand, just to like ask them questions specifically about things they don't want to talk about, things they do want to talk about. Um, but yeah, it's never like a cold open, you know, it's never just like yeah. 
from the get-go. Here we go. Here we go. Um, you, and, uh, and like I said, a lot of it is like also trying to like look at the stuff that they do and kind of like quote unquote, like stalk their content to see what, <laughs> to see yeah. what kind of stuff they're into and like what kind of stuff they talk about. Um, it's just, it's just doing your due diligence. So it's, it's a fun experience for everybody. Well, you know, I'll tell you, um, without getting too heavy into this topic, although I could talk about this for like an hour, probably, um, you know, like realistically, um, I understand exactly what you're talking about because you do have to like, just basically just ex expect and, and like deal with whatever type of communication you can get from, from certain people. Right. I mean, they, they are very busy. And mm -hmm. what I notice is, is like the, um, the, the high, the, the, like the bigger the guest, like in terms of like, you know, what, what kind of person they are, like, you know, what kind of, um, uh, influence they have, you know what I mean? Like right. how high up on the, you know, chain, you know, chain of, you know, they are and whatnot. Yeah. The, the least you can really talk to them. Like, you know, <laughs> and sometimes you're even dealing with like an agent, you yeah. know what I mean? You're like, you know, a representative and you don't even get to talk to them. They won't right. talk to you really. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so that's kind of, you know, I mean, I guess that's part of the business, right? Like, I mean, yeah. you, you got to roll with the punches. Yeah. And that's one thing that you kind of have to get used to being comfortable with. Um, I know that was like a nerve wracking part of it for me was not necessarily being able to have conversations with uh, people beforehand. Um, that's why when I started out, I did, I started out with two people that I knew fairly well um, to kind of get a, the groove of it. But then when I had my third guest, I had never talked to him once beforehand. Um, and he was a pretty uh, popular guy in terms of um, like the world that he's in and it, uh, and that was kind of like the nerve wracking, like, oh. I remember, I remember yeah. talking, talking about this before on the phone yeah. one time and you told me about the whole situation and whatnot. And you said you were like really uh, like not not exactly like very comfortable. Right. <laughs> but it got better, right? Yes. Yeah. By the end of it, we were, we were talking uh, like really smoothly. But at first I had questions. I was super prepared, which was, was kind of my saving grace for that. Um but yeah, what I've noticed, go to right, like if exactly. things are a little, you know, silent or whatever, at least you had something to go to. Yeah, and you you have to kind of like anticipate different conversations that might come up. Like that's something that you can't just rely on those questions to save you time, um, or save the conversation. You have to think about the different ways that that conversation can go in different ways. So if you ask them a question about their job, you can't just be like, Oh, so what do you do? And expect them to cover 20 minutes worth of content. Like you have to kind of pre-plan like, Oh, if they talk about this aspect of it, you can talk about this. Or if they talk about this aspect, you can talk about this. So it's kind of like that whole, that whole kind of game. You kind of have to be on your, yeah, you really yeah. have to, you have, you have to really kind of like, you know, not, you're not, you don't know what you're going to get. So you have right. to kind of cover your bases. I understand exactly. that. Um, yeah. that's something that's nice about doing MCU content is that, you know, like, um, it's very free flowing. Yep. I mean, it can go anywhere it goes, you know, right. like, honestly, I mean, don't get me wrong. Honestly, Perry, between me and you, we work really well together. We could jump on any topic, I think pretty much and probably yeah. do, do a show together and it would be, and it, we wouldn't miss a beat. Yeah. Um, you know, and the more we get comfortable with each other, I think we, we almost know how to anticipate each other more, um, and we're, you know, our ebb and flow is getting better. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like our chemistry, you know, um, these live streams are pretty cool. I mean, they're, you know, they're fun to do. I mean, they're pretty basic, you know, I mean, they're not complicated. Um, no. and, you know? they're, and they're a nice platform for us to just, um, like talk, you know, like it doesn't feel like it's like tonight we, we have a time constraint, but a lot of times we, we haven't had that time constraint. So it's, um, 
it's it's nice it's a nice thing because you don't have to worry about like with some guests it's like oh i only have 40 45 minutes and you're like okay 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 and then other times it's like yeah whatever yeah whatever it can go for an hour and a half and it doesn't matter and that's when you usually find the best conversations is where you don't feel like there's any restrictions yeah most definitely i agree with you on that um you know i'll tell you um so i mean basically just so you know you know folks those and i really appreciate those of you who end up catching this video after the live stream um perry and i talked about this i've talked about this earlier what we're basically trying to do is just get some consistency going right now you know where we want to we want to cover the disney plus series you know and and obviously do a bang out you know a job you know doing it and at the same time um i think i'm kind of like personally working out the the angles in terms of like scheduling and like you know making sure that i'm letting people know what's going on when we're going to be on and everything and whatnot I'm, i've been a little off and on with it and whatnot you know i'll get mm -hmm. better i'm sure over time um but um you know i do really appreciate everybody who takes the time to check these videos out i do look at, at my youtube channel every couple days or so to see and people do actually take their time to watch these videos and these live streams it's a great feeling to actually have somebody let us know you know like that yeah. they've enjoyed seeing us and honestly perry I probably haven't even told you until now, but I've had like multiple, multiple people comment to me, um, even random people from Facebook that they've enjoyed uh, watching us. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it, it, you know, I'm sorry, man. I forgot about it. To tell you the truth. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. We're not like, you know, we're not like just because we only have one or two people, you know, catching us alive and whatnot. Don't think that yeah. nobody's watching because. Right. Like, um, and that's, you know, hey, you know, it, when you put something on YouTube, it's forever. Right. Right. So, um. Like, you know, I'm, I can't wait till we get to the point where we're going to be, where we get our first chance to do some feature films. Yeah. That's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm you excited. Know, <laughs> let's, hope that, um, let's hope everything with Black Widow stays good. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Of like it's May release. I think that's the first film, right? Yeah. Yep. And then what, what comes after that? Is it, um, is it the Eternals or Shang-Chi? Uh, I think it's Shang-Chi and then the Eternals. Let me, okay. let me double check that. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. And then as far as Disney Plus goes, I believe the order is that after this, I believe we get what if. Uh, I think it's it's Loki. Yeah, it's Loki and then what if, yeah. And then after what if, it's Miss Marvel, I think. Or no, yeah. Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Hawkeye, then Miss Marvel. Okay. Yeah, it's Hawkeye. Because Hawkeye's in, in production right now. So if you think about it, that makes sense. You know, yes. Loki's wrapped up. They're already done with that. Um. I don't even think they're, I think they're done with post-production on Loki to tell you the truth. I think, you know, yeah. pandemic, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, they've had plenty of time, uh, right. you know, I mean, uh, Thor's still shooting um, mm -hmm. and Guardians has even, they haven't even started yet or anything like that. Um, <laughs> Fantastic Four, they started pre-production. Yep. I think they're, they're probably casting right now and um, trying to find writers to write the, the script. Yeah. Probably. Um, yep. I don't know. I mean, just real quick, you know, without getting too far off topic, um, you know, what's your, how do you feel? Are you excited about the Fantastic Four? I am. Yeah. I think, I think it's in the best hands it could be now that it's with Marvel. Um, I'm, I'm not going to hold my breath that it's going to be uh, completely life changing in that sense, but um, I think they'll do, I think it'll be, I think it'll be safe is what I think it'll be. I think it'll be a safe like movie to get it started. And then they'll explore more into depth with like the fantastic four lore um, and more in depth with like, um, like that side of it, 
where it gets a little uh, more cosmic and a little bit more weird. Um, yeah. But I think they're going to play it safe in the beginning because it has had such a bad track record um, with the last three films oh, that they've made. If, you, if, if you're going to be confident about any anything or anybody, I would think you would be, it would be Marvel right. Studios. Yeah. You, right? I mean, yeah, the hat man. Yeah. Especially WandaVision, right? I mean, they've built like, I mean, you want to talk about like um confidence instilling, you know what I'm and like, you know, and like and you want to talk about like like uh following through, like you know what I mean, and like you know, um really like you know uh pulling something off right that, you know that was special. I mean, honestly, I mean, I'll be honest with you, I, I'm not gonna stop talking about WandaVision for a while. I mean, it, it, it has not disappeared in my mind. Yeah, I still yeah. have I still have thoughts on it, Perry. I do. Right. <laughs> and it's, and it's going to keep developing even, I mean, we're going to probably see things that set up two years from now with different movies, you know, how things play out. Cause like we've said in the other like live streams and we've talked about um, it's uh, it's setting up the trilogy. Um, yeah. So I think we're going to see the effects of it. Um leading through these other two films and then into the future of uh different marvel movies that do like the weird um like the magic aspect of it you know yeah the um the uh the cosmic mcu yeah that's yeah that's right. what calls it yeah so I, I i i i haven't thought about it too much because i've been thinking about falcon and winter soldier but there is there is still that asset uh, the uh aspect of like doing we did a live stream and we thought about it and then you're like ah shit we should have thought about it. Yeah. <laughs> we okay. should have said this oh we should have mentioned that you know well, let's dig into this all right so dark sage nine nine one one seven i am very grateful for all the mcu and the shows have given us in terms of telling a cohesive story and great ideas but i feel like a show like the falcon and the winter soldier is more fan service than anything else these shows while advancing the story just seem to be there um to please fans my question is what point do all these movies and television shows from marvel become too much okay well i'll, I'll take the first swing at this yeah um i think it's honestly to tell you the truth i don't think it's ever too much i mean look we you know uh dark sage we already took a break i mean um the the pandemic COVID and COVID 19 the ccp virus threw off the complete production schedule for the mcu completely i mean we went a complete full year plus without an mcu you know production um, I mean, you know, so at that point, if you if you look at the history of the MCU and like where things got at the point where like, you know, Civil War came out and, and Infinity War came out, Endgame came out, they were doing three or four films a year. You know what I mean? Like things were, you know, that's I mean, that's a, that's a heavy schedule, you know. Um, and at that point, um, you know, realistically, I, I, I got to be honest with you. I have the complete opposite opinion that you that you have. I think the Disney Plus series are a like a bonus like a like a total like you know i mean it, like as a fan um of these characters and these superheroes and, and these comics and everything for a long time I, i'm a, i'm just like like a kid watching this stuff you know i mean yeah. you go ahead, go ahead perry um i so i understand dark sage 9117 i totally understand because uh i thought about that too when they announced how many shows and i thought about the same thing uh when they announced all the star wars shows too i was thinking that too um because it seems like it's just going to be one thing one thing one thing one thing one thing you know yeah. um so i i totally understand where like you could feel like it's going to be um like marvel exhaustion at some point um the only thing that I think is saving that effect is going to be the different aspects of um, 
what these what these shows are going to be like what we saw with wandavision how different it kind of becomes so with the falcon winter soldier this one was like we've we've talked about it before this one was supposed to be the first one so i think this one was supposed to be um i think it's going to be more so that one was supposed to be like the kick and punch them like here we can do with these shows and then wandavision was supposed to be like but we can do other different things you know like this um but if 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 you feel like it's going to be exhausting like that's when it becomes like kind of like the or it's going to be too much at some point that's kind of um that kind of becomes individualized you know uh whether or not you get it um but uh i don't see it being too much for me just personally but i understand that when so much content is coming out from the same kind of universe in the same primary uh, like oh, yeah. storyline, it, it can from it can a, feel from like from yeah, a film can, overall, right, Perry? I mean, from a like a, a, a from a movie standpoint overall, that the whole you know in total, yeah. right? It just it you look at this year and there's four movies and they're like, back on schedule. Yeah, and there's four different TV shows coming out. Like that's that's a lot of content, you know. Yeah. Um, but it's but in retrospect, it's not also too much different than they were doing before, just not cohesively. Like they've always had for the last 10 years, they had not 10 years, maybe like nine or eight, eight or nine years. They had agents of shield running co cohesively with it. Um, they also had uh, the Mar or the Netflix Marvel shows that were running. Uh, so there was always Marvel shows and Marvel movies going for the last like six or seven years um, and then Agents of Shield a little before that, um, but now it's cohesive. So I don't plus the Netflix shows. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, I it, I think it's going to become pretty individualized when it comes to how much it's going to be too much. Um, and if you don't want to watch it, you don't have to because Kevin Feige has kind of made it clear that you that these aren't necessarily going to be integral, and you will be able to like not watch the shows and still know what's happening. Um, but we'll have to see how far that can actually go before people stop wanting to watch the shows because they're not important enough. Um, or well, if they become too important and people go away from like the company because they end up being too important and people don't have the time to watch it. Well, there you go. I mean, I, I think you got to look at it from a cultural aspect, dark sage. I mean, like look where we're at right now in our culture. I mean, there's instant instant gratification is like is is a constant it, it never it never ends everyone wants you know want, wants more and they want it quickly um right now i just think i just think in this in this culture in this time period right now and where we're at i think that the mcu struck a chord i think that marvel studios struck a chord they found a pocket in time where it was an ideal situation to start what they started you know what i mean and, and start churning these films out and let's be honest here when they made the first Iron Man film, I mean, you're going to see Black Widow for the, it's going to be your first MCU movie that you're going to see um, in the theater. Okay, well, I mean, when they made the Iron Man film with Robert Downey Jr., they didn't even know if they were going to make another movie after that, like in the, in the MCU. They, it depended on whether Iron Man was successful or not. It was a total, you know, uh, like, you know, shot in the dark kind of thing. Like, they took a chance. And, I mean, like, honestly, Marvel Studios, you got, if you look at their whole story, when they first started, they had they they had to like they had to ask for a loan. They loan they they took a loans out to get money to produce Iron Man. That's yeah. how they that's how they paid to produce Iron Man. So like you know take that into consideration. You know when you think about the MCU and you think about because all this to me is like a, all all a part of it. 
like you've got to take into consideration where things started and the fact that this vision this dream that kevin feige had and the marvel studios had i mean you know they literally took a chance and it, it and it worked and i mean at that point i mean what endgame is is the most successful film in, in box office history right i mean um, well, avatar just passed well, it just passed. How, how did the avatar pass it did they, they just re- he just re-released it oh, just to re-released do it. It? <laughs> i was wondering how that happened james cameron is just a little little petty guy it was so yeah, funny yeah. I, it was it was I, I i think i tweeted about it i was like it's so petty i almost respect it like <laughs> you know that they're pissed off at the success that marvel has they are oh yeah yeah they are they are because let's be honest here how what is it, like four out of like the top 10 box office all time for films is, is like comes from the mcu right yeah and, I mean, it's only going to get, and it's only going to, they're going to be adding more too. Like just wait until they do more Avengers films. Like yeah. crap. They'll go, people will go insane. Yeah. Um, I do want to address his uh, Dark Sages uh, comment. Um, he said, for example, Black Widow's first MCU movie, I'm not going to see. Movie takes place before Infinity War. We already know what happens and all that stuff. Um, he said, it just feels like more character development for a character we already know. Um, so with that, I, I see what you're saying. And that was one of the big, that was one of the big questions and one of the biggest kind of complaints about releasing this at, uh, at this point, obviously, Um, like you said, we already know what happens with her and um, it feels like her arc was closed, but there is that aspect of um, just getting more in depth with a character that didn't get the, the attention she probably deserved. Yes. Um, And at the time where it should have taken place, um, it, it just didn't happen whether it was because they didn't want to have the black widow movie or um, they didn't have find the right writers, the fight, the right story that they wanted to tell. So I completely, I completely get that. It, it kind of feels redundant. Um, but at the same time, it's bringing in a cool character and taskmaster that they might bring back later um, in other movies, which, which would be a cool thing. And I think uh, bringing in her backstory a little bit more with characters that you see in her like comic book origins showing up, um in this would be is it is just it's i think it's just like gravy you know um i it's not going to be a necessity moving forward but i i get the uh um i get kind of being like well why do i need to go see it when we already know what happens i think it's just gravy um Did she do though harry do you think she was due i mean i mean i'm talking about yes. and the black widow character like 50 50 yeah for sure i because to me it just felt like they they made a lot of like side gags about um like her history and uh especially with like uh clint um and like hawkeye make them making jokes back and forth oh remember that time in budapest or yeah. reminds yeah. me of budapest like stuff like that um and in my mind i was like well show me budapest <laughs> show me yeah. that you know yeah. and that we saw in the first avengers film wasn't very much to like work with right and uh and especially when she gets her uh when the in uh age of ultron i'm like i can't pick out the movies right now age of ultron where she gets uh her mind like messes uh yeah scarlet witch message with messes with her mind uh, and there's like a uh what do you call it a um what is that called that's that's her um that's a hex right yeah yeah and you see the school that she grew up in and at that moment i was like oh we need to explore this more so i it totally makes sense where you're 
thinking like, oh, it doesn't like you don't it's probably not going to affect much um, in the long run. But like I said, there might just be characters and they might present a new character that might end up being the new Black Widow at some point. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Um, that it'll 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 be worth it to see it. I don't think it's not going to be worth it to see it um, by wow. any imagination. But well, of course, um, financial aspects, too. I mean, of course, they yeah. want money to be made off of Black oh, Widow. Oh, yeah. For yeah. Sure. I mean, but like I said, like I said in the comment section to um, Dark Sage, she's an original six Avenger. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I mean, she is. She's she's she she has been and was the most popular female character in the MCU for over a decade. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I mean, um, yeah, is there fan service involved? Of course there is. I mean, look, the fan service is a is a major crucial aspect of what the MCU does. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, look look how look look at how Endgame played out. Um, but I mean, at the same time, of course, there's dual reasons why they make these movies. Of course, there's profit involved. Of course, Disney wants to see, you know, um, it wants to see green, you know, at, at the end of the day, you know, when it boils right. down to it, not red. But realistically, there's more to it than that. There's actually like a personal and a um, and a character story where, like Perry said, um, we never got a backstory from Black Widow. You know what I mean? We never, you know, a lot of people, a lot of fans wanted to see the school where she was trained and everything like that. They wanted to see, you know, her, you know, her, like her and Clint in Budapest. And we're going to get that to some extent. We believe in that film. And also on top of that, um, they did, they did make the movie to connect it into Falcon and the Winter Soldier. They did. Um, and of course things didn't work out. They ended up having to do WandaVision first and Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but we're going to end up seeing a, a, a clear connection between Black Widow and the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, even though it's going to come out, post Falcon and Winter Soldier instead of in front, you know, I don't know what you think, Perry, but I believe that that connection is the super soldier serum. Yeah, for sure. I think that's going to be like the main, the main component to that. Um, Whether or not it's, I think we've talked about this, whether or not it's black widow had some form of it or all the black widows that were in the training uh, school, like in that school had um, some sort of diluted version of it. Um, or if it's Taskmaster, Taskmaster who gets a version of it and then becomes a more important player in like a Falcon and Winter Soldier season two kind of thing. Um, like those kind of situations, it's Kevin Feige made it very clear that there is a just there's a connection. So um, and he is very particular about what he says. So, yes, he is. And, and you know, again, I think that, you know, Dark Sage, just to kind of try to like, you know, put a bow on this. Uh, this is a conversation Perry and I could have for an hour. Again, I mean, Perry and I can talk about anything for like hours. I mean, that, that's just, we get along like that. We have that kind of thing together. Um, and that's why he's a good friend of mine and become a really, uh, become a very good friend of mine. And I'm happy, you know, that I know him. Um, but realistically, I'm very, um, you know, it's not even that I'm confident in Marvel Studios. It's that I very much like think highly of Kevin Feige and what they do and his, and his team. Um, you know, because like, honestly, these people play, they pre-plan this universe four five six years out and like and they make it work like yeah. you know, they deliver i mean like they, they literally you know if not for the pandemic they schedule everything like three or four or five years ahead they know exactly what date they want to release a film five years later from when they're actually planning it and everything like that and they and they deliver and you know you gotta you gotta be honest be honest here and respect that they're like a machine when it comes mm-hmm. to this stuff like i mean don't get me wrong it helps that the source material comes from the marvel comic books and everything and whatnot 
this universe is like easy to work with as yeah. far as I'm concerned. But I mean, you know, what do you think? What are your last thoughts on, on the comment, Perry? Um, yeah, I think, I think you, you kind of hit all the points I was, I was thinking it's, and I totally understand like from, I, I don't know how big of a MCU fan Dark Sage is. Like, I don't know if he's more of like the casual fan that goes and sees all the movies, but doesn't necessarily, uh, like dive too deep into it. I'm not sure. And that's not a, that's not a strife against dark sage or anything. That's like totally whatever you want to do with it. Um, but, uh, it is, it is part of like the aspect of kind of giving the character it's due. Um, like Scarlett Johansson should have had like her popularity immediately started like from the first couple movies she was in with like Iron Man two and then the Avengers and all that stuff. Um, and, I, it shouldn't have taken this long, but it, it is. And I, I think that's part of it. I think that's a big part of it is kind of giving her the credit that and the popularity that she earned as that character. Um, and even though we do know how it ends, it kind of, it's like the prequels for star Wars. Like you still kind of want to know what led up to it. You know, you kind of still want to know what happened. Um, and if you don't, don't go see it. Not a big deal. Yeah, it's what it is. I mean, you know, well, hey, look, Dark Sage, we're all friends here. You know what I mean? Like, this is a, this is a, this is a no hate, like, no, you know, negativity, like, environment. When it comes to like, you know, me and Perry and Cybernetic Shark, when he comes on our review, um, and just so you let, just let people know, who do end up catching this, um, and Dark Sage, I would love it if you would check in with us again. Um, we're going to be doing a review for Falcon and the Winter Soldier the first episode next Wednesday evening. We have not picked a time yet, but I'm assuming it's probably going to be something like what, Perry, like, I don't know, eight o'clock or something. Yeah. Or, yeah, Seven or eight yeah. o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that, you know, seven o'clock, whatever. Um, and you know, generally we're probably going to be doing reviews like that all through the series. Um, so, I mean, you know, if you change your mind and you watch Falcon and the Winter Soldier and you're as stoked as we're me and Perry are going to be when we watch the first episode, you should definitely check out our review because I mean, honestly, you know, Perry and I are good people, man. I mean, you know, I mean, no joke. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we're um we're just getting started here with this YouTube stuff and whatnot. But I'll tell you right now, when it's all said and done, we're not here for no reason. Like, I mean, we're you know we're here to make an impact. And yeah. you know, I mean, I, I don't want to just make MCU content just for fun or whatever. I want to actually get somewhere with it. And um, you know, overall, I mean, Perry and I we know the MCU very well, and um, we're very invested in it. We are. I mean, it, personally, we're very invested in it. Now, you don't have that kind of emotional connection to the, to the content. I get that. But, you know, but you, you have to respect the fact that we do. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, we love the fan service. You know, like, I, Perry, don't you? I mean, yep. when Captain America picked up Moldegier, <laughs> you're not freaking stoked? Oh, yeah. Dude, I, I, I was, <laughs> I dragged my dad to it, uh, who isn't a huge fan. He likes watching oh, what them. You, for... what you think of it? Uh, he liked it, but he, like, I was like when Iron Man died, I was sitting there like holding back tears and, uh, and he was sitting there like looking at me, like, it's just a movie, man. <laughs> well, I, I had a girlfriend to see her first MCU film. She, yeah. she, all she'd ever seen before was like parts of Thor, the okay. dark. That's all she ever saw. Oh yeah. I took her to Endgame for her first MCU film and she was bawling her eyes out when <laughs> Iron Man died. And I like, and she, and she wouldn't, she would not admit it. Afterwards at all, she would get pissed off when I would like. <laughs> I would bring it up, and I'd be like, "Remember Endgame when you were crying your freaking eyes out and shit <laughs> your, at your first MCU film and whatnot?" Dude, that's not a movie, you know. Like yeah. you, that's how. I mean, 
that's how like individual of a film it was that you could throw a person in there like that with no experience with the MCU or the comics and watch Endgame and be emotionally yeah. captivated by how things worked out at the end. Yeah. You know, and, I mean, honestly, I think they should have included that scene where all the all the um, characters, all these superheroes, like get down on their knees. And yeah. Everything. I yeah, think they should have that scene. Show, man. Yeah. You know that I I mean I get it I get it that there were time constraints but I would love to have seen that yeah yeah and uh, to like kind of get uh, get the ball rolling to uh, to end that with Dark Sage's comments um, Dark Sage we appreciate the uh, comments it's it, and it's great to bring up those points because there's a lot of people that um, feel the same way. And it's a totally valid point. And um, I think it just comes down to like the personal, personal opinion on whether or not it's, it adds value to your experience in the MCU or it doesn't add value to the, your experience in the MCU. So no, um, that's a great and, yeah. And definitely come back and uh, ask some more questions. Cause we value those questions. It helps us uh, helps crew keep, keep the ball rolling, keeps us on our toes yeah, a little bit. I, mean, I can handle, I mean, I can handle, you know, it is what it is. I mean, oh yeah, there's going to be aspects of the MCU where even Perry and I are going to question some of the, some of the motives and some of the decisions that they make and whatnot. Right. I mean, don't, don't think for a second that there's not probably not going to be things that even happen in Falcon of the Winter Soldier where Perry and I are going to be like, uh, you know, like maybe they could have done this differently or, you know, that's what I, what I, even in the WandaVision review, that's the kind of stuff I was, I was uh, hoping for a little bit different stuff. And I, and I expressed that, but at the end of the day, it was still, um, it was still really entertaining and I really enjoyed it, but there was definitely aspects that I wish they had done a little bit differently. Well, this is the, this is the thing about making content like this, Perry, look at this. I mean, it's nine thirty-five. We ended up not even covering the Falcon. <laughs> all, so we just got a comment and we went and rolled with it. And whatnot. <laughs> like, um, you know what? It's all good. It's all great. Yeah. You know, because like, Hey, just wait until like, you know, down the road a couple months from now when we've got, more people in the comment section and mm-hmm. we're getting peppered with questions. We're going to have to <laughs> be a lot, very concise with our answers to them at that point, because I yeah. mean, you know, like number, our numbers are going to grow. There's no way yeah. around. Um, yeah. You know, honestly, you keep making content like this every week, you're going to attract an audience. And yeah. you know, I mean, and if I keep promoting it, people will know it's happening. Yeah. And that's a good thing. Right. I mean, you know, it, it push it helps our, our, our individual content too, yeah. which, which we both make, um, you know, and, the MCU is kind of just like a, um, at the end of the day, it's like a fun, you know, like uh, it, it's something we really enjoy. Like we like mm-hmm. doing this stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah, please understand that at least. Like Perry and I enjoy doing this. Like this is not work <laughs> at all. Like this is not hard. <laughs> this is like, you know, this is great. Yeah. It's outstanding. Um, But you know what? At this point, folks, listen, Perry has a short night tonight. He's got some stuff to going on and whatnot, you know, to do and everything and whatnot, which of course, you know, always, always comes first when it comes to making content. And at that point, go ahead, Perry. Why don't we can, uh, I have time if we want to do like, we can do like the last trailer and yeah. talk about that. And okay. just okay. so we don't, yeah. Cause, uh, cause I, I can, I can sacrifice 10 or 15 minutes. I got some, I got, oh. I got some stuff done before we did this. Cause we started a little bit later than yeah. we originally were going to do. Let's do it so then. if we want to do that, we can, uh, we can talk about the winter soldier and Falcon. At least a little bit. <laughs> it feels like it belongs to someone else. The 
that show represents a lot of things to a lot of people. Symbols are nothing without the women and men that give them meaning. We need someone to inspire us again. The world's more complicated now. We're never going to stop. This world is ours. There's no going back. It doesn't have to be a war. It already is. We can't lose this fight. If we do this, we're going to do it our own way. Partners, co-workers. Not necessarily a team. No. We look damn good, though. Dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my money. Yeah. Please. <laughs> the first thing I do want to I want to say about that is the production value is just crazy. But also, come on, man. Dark Age. How can you even come on, man? Are you kidding me, bro? Seriously, I'm not trying to be funny here, but like, come on, man. How can you not be freaking stoked for that? Come on, man. That's the shield, bro. Oh, that's it's so great too because. uh now with that last trailer especially they they brought out like uh what i think the relationship between uh bucky and sam is going to be like where it's uh it, it seems like bucky doesn't think that sam understands the weight of having that shield is you know like he doesn't completely like of course grasp, i mean he wasn't know. in world war Two, right so i think uh i think it's going to be like that um not that Bucky is bitter that he wasn't handed the shield, but so much that it's going to be, he wants to make sure that like Sam understands like what that represents. And like he said, the line, like that shield represents a lot of things to a lot of different people. And uh, I think that's going to be a great like development of their relationship as Sam kind of like matures into what, um, into like the next Captain America. I think that's what they're leading into at least. Obviously that's well, yeah. kind of speculation, but they because they've both been Captain America in the comics. So yeah, they have. Um, Good point. But it, but it does seem like it's leaning towards like Bucky doesn't feel like he deserves it because of his past. I think that's been set up before. Um, and so he, he wants to make sure Sam understands the weight of what that shield represents to people because of like what you said, he wasn't in world war two. He didn't see the, like he didn't see like what captain America did and what he risked for people at that time yeah. Yeah. and stuff like that. So the impact um, that he had. yeah, right. 
Yeah. So, and I think that'll be a really cool like development of their relationship in that yeah, regard. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, dark stage, I, I mean, me personally, I cannot help myself, but with this series, but, but be excited because I mean, there's just so much going on in that trailer. That's just, it's just like, it's mind blowing to me. Like, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I would have to be, I would have to be like dead to not be excited by that trailer personally. <laughs> just because like, I mean, understand this dark stage, the difference between me and you is that I read the Marvel comics as a kid voluminously. I have thousands and thousands and thousands of comic books in my, in my collection. And I know these characters in and out. I've been reading this stuff for years and years and years, going, going back to the nineties and the late eighties and everything and whatnot. So, I mean, this is all, that's how I learned to read. I became a reader before I ever read Adam Smith, wealth of nations. I was reading Spider-Man and X-Force and X-Men and, you know, the Punisher and the ghost rider. That's, that's what got me into reading. Like, I mean, you know, and I'm doing the same thing with my son right now. I've already got him. He's got multiple comic book subscriptions. I've got him Marvel unlimited, you know, like so he can, so he can read the ones digitally and whatnot just to help him read, help him get into reading, hoping that like, you know, just like I did, maybe by the time he's 12 or 13, he'll go ahead and pick up a novel, you know, and pick up, um, you know, um, the bounty, you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, like, or, you know, pick up something, the war, war, war and peace or something. That's what happened to me, at least like the trajectory of like reading Marvel comics led me to read like masterpieces of like freaking of literature eventually at 13, 12 years old. That's what it led to. And it was literally the, the writing of the Marvel comics and like the depth of the stories and like the maturity of it all, you know what I mean? Looking at, looking back at it with my dad, I mean, honestly, I mean, he, you know, he really kind of like threw me to, threw me to the, to the war and everything. And like, whatnot because i mean i was watching some graphics reading some graphic stuff and everything and whatnot with marvel when i was like 9 10 11 years old i was reading like you know every freaking woman ever, back then like in the 90s every female character in the mcu had like triple d's you know like and like you know what i'm saying and their, and their outfits made the, like were short and, and like you know so that you could see their legs and stuff like that and like they had that going that vibe going they really were like you know because they knew that young boys were the ones that were the most, for the most part, reading the comics. But the the, the story writing, everything was great. And all I can really say with the Falcon Winter Soldier trailer, basically, and I'll go to you, Perry, in a minute. It's just that basically, I love that scene where that I'm not sure who that was that grabbed that guy out of the wall, but that was freaking <laughs> awesome, dude. That was awesome. Yeah. Like, I mean, seriously, that was great. And like the the coolest thing about this about this whole situation is. Honestly, I want to believe that these trailers are all based off of like basically the first episode. This is not the whole series. This is the first right. episode. Um, so I don't know. What do you think, Perry? How long do you think these it's six episodes is a series? How long do you think they're going to go with the episodes? Um, I think they're I think they're around an hour, including credits. So I think they're probably going to be 45, 50 minutes. And then there's usually like with uh, WandaVision, the credits were like six or seven minutes. So um, it's, I think they're looking at like a 50, 52 minute runtime or so. Um, so it'll be like just under six or probably six and a half hour or uh, five and a half hours worth of um, worth of show, um, which is really cool. Um, Cause with obviously with WandaVision, they did the first like two episodes at 22 minutes and then the next three um were like 35 minutes and then the last couple were um the last handful were like 40 45 minutes so with this one we're getting a more consistent like 
uh, like hour, just under an hour, um, runtime and stuff. So, um, there's a lot, there's a lot that you can get in there. Um, there's a lot in that trailer to talk about. I mean, geez, right. you know, I mean, we could talk again, we could talk about that trailer alone for two hours. Right. <laughs> Yeah, and breaking down each thing because like Dude, you know, about, understand that, but like you know, right. I, mean, I don't mean that I don't mean that negatively, but like like literally, like we enjoy this so much that like we're so you know we're so invested the, into these stories that Perry and I could go off in the, off that trailer for three hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you could get into talking about like the flag smashers and how that's from like one single character who started yeah. the flag smashers and um, who seems kind of like a. <laughs> philosophy wise not necessarily in a bad in a bad mind but also <laughs> active actively acts on it in a bad way but <laughs> i want i want to i want to believe that they they have to be enhanced like they they, yes. they must have taken the, the super soldier serum or something because yeah some of the stuff they've done in the trailers does not make sense from a human standpoint like you know like the jumping that the character the, the one fly smasher did on that truck that truck yeah. seems awesome yeah yeah, and I think that's going to be – that's probably going to be, like, the second episode where they, like – because I think the first episode is going to be, like, introducing these characters again in a way um, in their current situation and them developing, um, like, their first conflict. And then I think they're going to run into uh, the Flag Smashers in that second episode, like, really run into them. But I could always be wrong because I, I don't know if uh, – I don't know if the tr- uh, that truck sequence is right after – um, the plane sequence that they've been showing a lot of. Um, That's a good point. So it could be, they could be the same like 20 minute like action scene, or it could be two different episodes. Uh, but yeah, I don't think they've shown anything further than the third episode at this point. You know, I think there are two different events. I do. Yeah. yeah that's because yeah. I must be honest here. That plane sequence is very elaborate with the other, like with the, with the other planes chasing Falcon and everything around those, those, you know, Oh, yeah, yeah. At that point, yeah. that seems like a very long action sequence, you know. Yeah. And, um, we don't even know where Bucky fits in on that in that situation. Right. At that point, I have to believe that the truck um, at, at action scene is probably from episode two. That's what I would yeah. I guess. I think it's probably that's, episode two. That's what I'm guessing too. Yeah, it it does seem like it. They're they're two different. They're two different things, but. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't think they've shown anything further than like the third episode, maybe. Um, because maybe that's when uh but yeah, because they're definitely not gonna show anything any later than that, because like you said, it's only six episodes. It's you not know, nine. One thing, I think that the scene with Zemo with his mask in his hand walking, I think that might be from the final episode. I do. Oh, okay. I do. That's just I'm I'm guessing. Yeah, you know well because yeah, because they did show uh one of the final scenes in uh, WandaVision in the trailers, the one where they're looking out the window, like that happens in the last episode. So um, they did show that in all the trailers. We just didn't know where to place it, you know, or what was going on. Or, and, um, this, and the scene with the, with the Mind Stone too was yes. in episode eight. And yeah. we were very much like wondering what that was about in the, in the, you know, in the reviews, like when's that going to happen? Like when's right. that going to happen? What that's, what's it about, you know? Right. And honestly, to tell you the truth, Perry, we never even had, we never even talked about that really. You know what I mean? Like, and that was a very captivating theme. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's definitely it's definitely possible that some of these scenes are in the later episodes, um, but I don't think 
maybe five percent of them or maybe like two or three of those scenes you know that we've seen in all the trailers maybe three at the most are from those later episodes um but they're taken out of context so there's no way to pinpoint them in a narrative way um but overall that that's such a good final trailer too because it 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 gives us a really good sense of what this show is going to kind of be about, you know, and where the conflicts are going to be both between the characters and between like the flag smashers and Falcon, the winter soldier with leaving enough like mystery on why it's happening, you know, because that's the big question is why is this happening? How'd you feel about Sam tossing the shield? Oh, sick. Yeah. Right. You hear me? I was like, love it. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. That shit was dope. Yeah. And the funny, it, it cracked me up that they had like pads on the, the trees. So they weren't like cutting them in half and stuff. Right? Yeah. That's how sharp <laughs> it is. I mean, because it's good because it's what it's admitanium, right? I mean, or no, 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 I'm sorry. It's vibranium. Vibranium. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you know, they haven't introduced admitanium yet, unfortunately, right. but they will, I'm sure it's going to yeah. happen. Um, but yeah, I mean, honestly, that trailer is just so action packed. I mean, it makes sense that they would, that they wanted this, this series to go first. Because, it, yeah. you know, instead of WandaVision, WandaVision's tempo and pace really threw off a lot of MCU fans. Whereas yeah. the Falcon and the Winter Soldier is going to be like a, a roller coaster ride. Right. You know, it's going to be like an MCU film in every se- in every episode. Yeah. You know, you're going to have, you're going to have, um, you're going to have, um, you know, action. You're going to have uh, supposition. You're going to have uh, humor, you know, which, which is great. That's the nice thing about Bucky and Sam's relationship. Is that there is humor injected into it, and yeah. um, what I wanted to point out, Perry, was that this is a very individual situation that they even came up with this Falcon and the Winter Soldier, you know, series to begin with, because taking into consideration again that they planned these the MCU out four, five, six years ahead. There's no way they planned this series because they basically just worked off of what happened in Civil War. They saw the chemistry between these two actors, these characters, explode on the scene. Everyone saw right. it. And at that point, they jumped on it. Yeah, and that's very really different for Marvel Studios. Yeah, and I think uh, I think with these shows, I, it does feel like they're um, they're not necessarily fitting into that long term plan that we like initially had talked about. Like, it does feel like they are more uh, feeling the characters out, you know, because um, like there's ones like Miss Marvel that probably were planned out four or five years ago you know and they were like okay we want to do that at this point after this movie comes out and after we've talked about this you know um but it does feel like with like especially with like wandavision um that feels like one that might have been two or three years ago and they realized that more people were interested in the wanda and vision relationship in like infinity war and they wanted to see what or in uh civil war sorry and wanted to see what that was about and then when people reacted larson and captain marvel maybe had something to do with that too them elevating elizabeth olsen and her character yeah yeah i think i think people's reactions to the introduction of a lot of um different uh like different types of characters um and the positive feedback that they've gotten from including the, the more um, cosmic element or the more magic oriented um, characters has given them a little more leeway into developing that, you know? Um, Cause especially with uh, Captain Marvel, it took place 
in space and then it came to earth, you know, and there was a lot of cosmic entity that existed in that movie that still has to be explored, um, which people, people enjoyed, you know, and then you talk about like Dr. Strange opening up that door into the mystic elements of that. Um, So there's a lot of aspects that open doors for them that they weren't, they might not be sure it's going to completely open, you know? So it, what's cool with these shows is they can explore those on a on a more grounded level. That's um, a good point. That's a great point, Perry. They can they can they can take chances and see what flushes out and what works with an with the audience because you yeah. know that they pay attention big time to how people react on on the different platforms, different social media platforms, you know, and whatnot, and like the views they get on their on their YouTube trailers and their TikTok views and everything like that. People, there's people whose job is to like track that kind of information. Right. And at that point, I mean, there had to be probably multiple reasons why they elevated Elizabeth Olsen and, you know, and everything the way they did and, and made one division was about her. Right. It was, I mean, even, even if people, I think there's people out there who probably don't even understand that now, even yet, like even to this day, they probably don't get that. The whole series was based around her. That yeah. all, you know, like, I mean, you know, the fact that vision was not even real her vision it just tells you everything you need to know right there like she was the only tangible thing in there you know other other than but then again it also elevated monica rambeau um which hey there you go right there that's your point explain it's there it is right there perry yeah you think they knew right right at the jump that no i and i think that's one of those things where they can introduce a character and see um, see how they do, you know, um, cause Monica Rambeau can always play a secondary role or if people really enjoy, um, the character and how the actress is playing her and like everything like that, like how they initially are writing the character. Um, they obviously now have a popular character that they can incorporate and she's confirmed now for Captain Marvel too. So, um, like if he was before WandaVision even came out, right. So it, it they can, use utilize that character and they can feel them out a little bit, you know? Um, Cause even if she's confirmed for, even if she was confirmed from Captain Marvel two, they can still like, she's still going to play a secondary role to Captain Marvel. Even if it, even if she's like the quote unquote sidekick in the movie using that loosely, um, she's still not the main character and she doesn't need to be the main focus. But if she does really like, if people continue to like, say hey like when is she getting a movie or hey when is she getting a tv show um now they know that they have another they have another thing that they could do you know oh yeah i mean tiana paris did an awesome job with that yeah. role, without question um you got to give her credit and no, no i mean listen you know you made a really good point perry by mentioning the fact that these that this this these disney plus this platform and this type of content does really give them a, a whole new angle to how they plan the mcu because for the first time now they're really going off of initial reaction and like, you know, and, and the, and the weekly, you know, the weekly, you know, um, fan uh, vibe and everything and positivity that they get the back, you know, what they get in return. I mean, it, it very well could elevate characters just like Falcon and the winter soldier were elevated. It could elevate characters to where I'll be honest with you. I mean, you know, I don't know what will happen with Mako Rambo, but I think that, I mean, let's be honest here none of us really know what the next big Avengers level saga or like crisis is going to be. 
Right. Uh, people think that they know what it is. I mean, there's lots of ideas and like, you know, rumors, but we really don't know what the next big, you know, earth shattering event is going to be or whatever. We don't. But right. I, let's be in the comments, just for those of you who don't know, Photon or Monica Rambeau is actually a leader of the Avengers at one point. Like she led the Avengers. So, I mean, you know, like that's how far that that character could potentially go. I think that it's going to end up being divided and you're going to have like co-leadership of the Avengers when they finally do get around to the Avengers, an Avengers film four or five years from now or whatever, or three or four years from now or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's going to end up being like the Black Knight, Captain Marvel, Photon, you know, Spider-Man are all going to kind of, you know, Tom Holland, they're all going to kind of lead the Avengers. Yeah. I mean, does that make sense, Perry? Yeah, no, it, it's really cool that they can develop these characters into those those kind of important roles moving forward. And especially with the Falcon and Winter Soldier, like they could, um, whether or not they continue for the next six or seven years is like up in the air. Um, but did you, did you hear that about that Kevin Feige article that he did? He did a he did a um, he did a uh, an article with um, I can't remember which website or which uh media group it, it was but he basically flat out said that um felt that the sam sam wilson and bucky barnes are going to be intrinsic aspects as characters of the future of the mcu oh awesome yeah i didn't i didn't see that so um that's kind of where my point was <laughs> heading anyway it was uh saying that these characters, even though it's a TV show can still play an important role, like moving forward. And these shows are a great point to see, um, how, how they, how they can fit in with these characters. It's a little easier because they already have like the base popularity and all that stuff. But when you go into like Miss Marvel, it's, that's kind of like the test, you know, like yeah. how is this character gonna, how do people react to this character? How do people like this character? What are the gripes? What are the positives? What are the negatives? What can we change? What can we not change? You know, all that stuff. So uh, I think that's a really cool part of these TV shows that it gives them a chance to explore those different characters. Like we're talking about Moon Knight uh, last week. And uh, like, that's going to be another interesting one more so wow. than I think Miss Marvel in the, in the realm of will it work? Cause Moon Knight's I'd love, great. I'd, love do, I'd love to do a show just on, just on the speculation of what Moon Knight could end up being like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it could literally be a series where it could, it could break out. It could, it yeah. could like literally like take off. Yeah. You know? And people could really invest into that character. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. He, he's enough of an, like he's such a, kind of wild card when it comes to uh characters so it'll be really interesting to see how he develops especially and uh and uh i'm, I'm excited for that he's a, he's a batman of the, the mcu basically i mean right he uses gadgets you know like he uses weapons like you know he's like just like batman he has a cape his, yep. his costume's even kind of like batman right but he's got a hood you yeah. know you know i mean and he's crazy you yeah know? I mean, you know who knows i mean have you watched legion at all on, on uh, yeah i watched i watched uh like the first half of the first season um i didn't get too far in it before um i had other stuff that i was watching but oh, i remember I, I haven't seen a single episode oh it's it's pretty cool like it's really wacky and it's definitely a niche uh niche well, hold, on, hold on i saw parts of an episode yes it, okay. is, it is pretty wacky 
Yeah. It takes you on a psychedelic trip. Yeah, it, it's a bit of a it's like an acid trip on a show. <laughs> but I know the character from the comics. So I know I know the I know the the, the yeah. world of, of Legion, like the fact that he right. has multiple, multiple personalities. You never know who you're talking to. You right. know what I mean? Like he can be anybody at any given time. And he's extremely yeah. powerful. You know, yeah. like, I saw the trailer for this this new season and it was awesome. Yeah. I know. I got to go back and watch it because it really was. It was really cool. Um, it does get confusing a little bit, but I'm sure it kind of all f- like fills in those gaps as you go along. Um, but yeah, it did have a very um, like a psychedelic uh, mind bending aspect to it, which was really cool. Yeah. Very, very, very difficult, very complicated, like very yes. layer, layered, you know, type of character and like story, you know, I mean, yeah. um, where I think that Moon Knight's going to be a little bit different just because, I mean, Moon Knight's disorder, it, you know, is that he doesn't know who he is. You know what I mean? Like, it's not a matter of, like, who you're talking to at any given time. It's more of, like, he personally does not grasp at any given point who his identity is, who his actual original self is. Because, right. he, he, because he is, he, he, you know, he uses aliases to penetrate the criminal world and everything and whatnot and fight crime. And anyways, bottom line, that's we're a little far astray from talking the Winter Soldier. But um, listen, Perry, it's ten oh three, and I know you got stuff to do. I, you know, no, you know how I am. I, I think <laughs> at any given time. So like, yeah. at that point, why don't we go ahead and call it here and say goodbye to everybody and whatnot? And we're gonna we're gonna jump on this tomorrow. Um, do you want to say nine p.m. again tomorrow, Perry? Yeah, that works. Is that cool? Let me write that down. Yeah, let's do 9 p.m. tomorrow night, and we're going to go ahead and finish our, our reactions to the trailer. We're going to play some more of the trailers, and we're going to get into the actual leaked synopsis that came out from 4chan and Reddit, where they basically explain, I believe, like three of the episodes. Like episode one, episode two or three, and then like episode, uh, I believe, four or something like that. And there's a little bit of information about the last episode, but it doesn't tell you everything about it. Um so just so you know, if you, if you're if you don't like spoilers, if you don't like you know leaks and everything and whatnot, then you probably shouldn't even consider tuning in because we're going to do a full on, you know, deep dive into the actual details of how this series is going to play out, which will be fun, right, Perry? I mean, I'm, I'm going to yep. enjoy it. Yeah, it'll be it'll be a good time. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, but anyway. So bottom line, um, thank you very much to everybody. Thank you to um, you know. To, for the question that we got from Dark Sage, that was very nice. So I really appreciated that. Very different. Kind of changed the game for us a little bit, Perry, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah it was cool. Nice wrinkle, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, and we're going to be back at we'll be, we'll be back at it tomorrow at 9 p.m., 6 p.m. Pacific. So, um, you know, I'll do a better job, hopefully, in promoting it than I, than I typically do. So maybe I'll even get on it tonight, you know. Um, but, Perry, thank you very much, brother. I always appreciate you very much. I thank love you, talking about the soldier background. It's dope. Oh, thank you. <laughs> dope it really is. You're, you're, I'm jealous of you. Um, <laughs> although I love the freaking Avengers Endgame, uh, Endgame poster yeah. in my background too. So, I mean, it's all good. I love the American flag too. I'm, 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 I'm good with, this, with, the, with the, the Stars and Stripes. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, you can never go wrong with Stars and Stripes. But uh, anyways, but yeah, thank you very much, Perry. Um, you know, thank you very much, everybody out there who ends up, you know, checking out this video. We really... Appreciate all of you. And Perry, if you want to go ahead and sign us off. Yeah, this has been uh, Perry and Jeff on the MCU's Bleeding Edge. Thank you guys so much for watching.
All right, well, take care. Good night, everybody. Peace.